No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Oded the prophet encourages King Asa to remain with the Lord. Therefore, Asa does more reforms in Judah and renews the covenant with God. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 15 on Simply the Bible. Do you remember New Coke? It was released in 1985 because Coke saw sales slipping to rival Pepsi. But when they took the original recipe off the market, consumers went ballistic. They demanded the old Coke, which then became branded as Coca-Cola Classic. This is an example of the adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Now, King Asa became king in Judah and immediately began making spiritual reforms getting rid of idols, seeking the Lord, and keeping God's laws. When Judah was attacked by a million-man army of Ethiopians, Asa cried out to the Lord, who gave Judah a great victory. A lesser leader may have rested on his laurels, but not Asa. He was just getting warmed up at bringing spiritual revival to the nation because he saw that God was blessing it. And so he was going to continue with these reforms. A big factor in this decision was the encouragement of a prophet. We continue in 2 Chronicles chapter 15. Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him... He will forsake you. For a long time Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. But when in their trouble they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought Him, He was found by them. And in those times there was no peace to the one who went out, nor to the one who came in. But great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the lands. So nation was destroyed by nation and city by city, for God troubled them with every adversity. But you be strong and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Now there is a fundamental principle here, and some people don't like the word fundamental, but when it comes down to something that you can count on, I'm all for it. And here it is. A fundamental principle, which is this. If you seek the Lord, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now, that's what we would expect, right? I mean, if you seek the Lord, God says, look, you'll find me if you seek me. But if you forsake me, well, I'm going to forsake you. That's fair. But that's a fundamental principle. God blesses those who seek him, but he'll forsake those who forsake him. Now he said that there was no true God for the longest time in Israel. There was no true God because they were so busy worshiping the fake gods, the idols that they had that couldn't speak, that couldn't hear, that couldn't do anything. 
also there was no teaching priest. Now, God had intended that the priests would come from the tribe of Levi and that they would teach the law of God, but they weren't teaching the law of God. And in the northern kingdom of Israel, they were grabbing anybody that would offer sacrifices and making them a priest, but they weren't teaching the word. You know, there's a problem even today in many churches and pulpits throughout our land where they don't teach the word. They teach their own opinions or they teach a social gospel, but they don't teach the true gospel. Also, there was no law. The people were without the law because nobody was teaching it. So here the law that God had given to them, which if they would do it, they would live by it. It was a good law. It would keep them from harm. It would provide those things that were good for them, but nobody was keeping it. Nobody was hearing about it. And in their trouble, they would call to the Lord of God. They would seek him and would find him. And this is amazing to me that even though they were so fickle, Whenever they would call upon the Lord, God would answer them. In fact, in Psalm 50, verse 15, it says, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Now think about this. If you had a friend who only called you when he wanted money, you know, you, you, when you saw the caller ID, you probably wouldn't take his call anymore. But God said, look, you called upon me when you're in trouble, and I answered you. And God continued to answer them. That just shows God's amazing mercy. Now, God wants us to call upon him in the day of trouble, but you know what? We can also call upon him when things are going good too. We can give him thanks. Now, God also said at those days, there was no peace to the one who went out or came in. There was no peace because God was troubling them with foreign nations who were their enemies. And as it says in Isaiah 57, 21, there is no peace says my God for the wicked. Now contrast that with what Jesus said in John 14, 27 to his disciples. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I just love the peace that the Lord gives to chase away our fears and give us that sense of well-being with God. Finally, the prophet told him to be strong and not to let his hands be weak. Listen, if we let ourselves become discouraged, then it's our own fault because God will always encourage us to be strong in him. And finally, he said, your work shall be rewarded. You know, there's a lot of things that are risky in this life. I've made investments that didn't pan out. But one thing that is a no-brainer is our work in the Lord. It is never in vain. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And when King Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded the prophet, he took courage and removed the abominable idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities which he had taken in the mountains of Ephraim. And he restored the altar of the Lord that was before the vestibule of the Lord. Then he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and those who dwelt with them from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon. For they came over to him in great numbers from Israel when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. 
This is the power of encouragement. Because the prophet came and encouraged Asa, it was like throwing gasoline on a fire. It just made Asa want to even do more spiritual reforms. And so he removed the abominable idols. That word means detestable. These idols were detestable, and he detested the things that God detested. You know, that's something we need to do. We need to detest those things that God detests, and we need to love those things that God loves. Next, he went to the broken down altar that was before the temple. The people had neglected it. It was broken down. They just didn't care. So he rebuilt it. And then he began to gather Judah and Benjamin, the two tribes that were part of his kingdom. But then also those from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, the northern kingdom, they came to him in great numbers. They defected from Israel because they saw that the Lord his God was with him. You know, and that's something that happens in spiritual revival. The people who are truly belonging to the Lord will come and want to be a part when they see what God is doing. So they gathered together at Jerusalem in the third month, in the 15th year of the reign of Asa. And they offered to the Lord at that time 700 bulls and 7,000 sheep from the spoil they had brought. Then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul. And whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel was to be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. Then they took an oath before the Lord with a loud voice, with shouting and trumpets and ram's horns. And all Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with all their soul, and he was found by them. And the Lord gave them rest all around. I love this phrase, that they sought the Lord with all their heart and with all their soul. That wholehearted desire to seek God, God will always bless. He said, if you seek me, you will find me. And then King Asa took it to the degree that anyone who would not seek the Lord God of Israel was to be put to death. Now, that's what we might call a high stakes theocracy. But of course, they were part of a theocracy. When they came to Mount Sinai, they agreed to the Lord's covenant that they would be his people and he would be their God. He would be their ruler. And part of the law was that they would put to death anybody who worshipped idols. And so the people had been worshiping idols. Uh, King Asa didn't put them to death, but he said, look, if you don't seek the Lord, you will be put to death. So they took a oath before the Lord with a loud voice, with shouting and trumpets and ram's horns. This was a very public oath that they were taking. And there's a time to be public about our commitment to the Lord. We have a time like that every August when we go down to the Boise River and baptize people. And people are making a very public commitment saying, I want to follow Jesus. Well, in this, it says that all Judah rejoiced at the oath that they had sworn and the Lord gave them rest all around. It's a beautiful thing when we can rejoice in our commitment to the Lord and also rejoice in the rest that he gives to us. Also, King Asa removed Maacah, the mother of Asa, 
the king from being queen mother because she had made an obscene image of Ashura, and Asa cut down her obscene image, then crushed and burned it by the brook Kidron. But the high places were not removed from Israel. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was loyal all his days. Now we know from chapter 11 that Meacah was actually the grandmother of Asa. But the same Hebrew word is used for both mother and grandmother. She had made an obscene image of Ashura. The word obscene in Hebrew refers to a, a repulsive image or something detestable. Ashura was the Canaanite mother goddess. And because she had made this image, Asa deposed her as queen mother and crushed the Ashura image and burned it in the Kidron Valley. This was the ultimate act of desecration, showing that Asa did not fear Ashura and that she had no power whatsoever. Asa remained loyal all his days, except at the very end of his life, which we will look at tomorrow. He also brought into the house of God the things that his father had dedicated and that he himself had dedicated, silver and gold and utensils. And there was no war until the 35th year of the reign of Asa. Because he made these reforms, the nation of Judah had 20 years of peace, rest, and prosperity. How blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please email us at daryl at calvarytv.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L at calvarytv.org. Tomorrow we'll see where King Asa pays Ben-Hadad of Syria to make a treaty with him and break his treaty with Israel. This seems to make things better for Judah, or does it? We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.